Well, March Madness is upon us um, earlier than normal, but uh, we're sure excited to be a part of it and uh, kind of a culmination of a, a season. And, and um, uh, it's an exciting time. It's a great event in a, in a fantastic venue in a quote unquote world class city, I guess, where a lot of people love to come and uh, for entertainment. And certainly, um, you know, our conference tournament hopefully is the centerpiece of that. But. You know, it's, uh, we're coming off a tough loss, obviously. Uh, we'll be playing in the first round. Uh, we'll get the first round by and then play the winner of San Jose and New Mexico. And kind of ironic that, that those are the last two teams that we had just played. So there's certainly a lot of familiarity for, for, uh, for us and for whomever our opponent is. So, um, um, but we had, uh, coming off a good practice, uh, we're excited to get down there and, and, and uh, try to defend our title. Can you just briefly, if it's New Mexico, what do you have to do better than the last game? Well, if it's New Mexico, certainly we've got to cut down on our turnovers. Um, that was a that was a big problem, certainly that night, and in in not only just the turnovers, but it led to I believe 12 points of theirs. Uh, we got to finish plays, uh, and and when I say finish, certainly it starts with finishing around the basket. The first half, um, I believe we had six or seven, literally point blank shots that. I mean, uh, you shoot them a hundred times, you probably make them a hundred times, you know. But we missed six or seven of them, and so uh, some of that I think maybe they sped us up with their length and athleticism. Um, some of that it has to be concentration. A couple, of one of them for sure slipped out of one of our guys' hands, uh, and then the second half we missed another three, three for sure. Um, so that you know you got to be able to finish those plays, and then you know we get up four. Diogo makes a big um, three. And uh, the first half, we had, uh, I think we gave up seven offensive boards on 13 or 14 missed shots. Second half, we um, were much better that way. We only gave up two, but one of them was a big, big one, right? And so, uh, and then you got to give them credit. They made some big shots, you know. I didn't think we shot, we didn't shoot the ball exceptionally well by any stretch, but I thought they made some tough shots. Number 22 for them, or excuse me, number 10 for them, who was shooting 22% from the three, makes goes three for four. Um, I thought their center, Manigold, played very, very well on his senior night, made a couple tough shots right away, hits a three, and he had only made five threes in league play, I think five for 13 going into the game. So you got to give them credit too. They're, they're a very talented team. We all know this. And, uh, and they made some plays, and, and we didn't make enough of them. Uh, we left a lot of plays out on the floor that night. And then the San Jose, if it's San Jose, you did a really good job against Knight and against their, their shooting in the game yeah. here in Logan. Seneca Knight can really, really get it going, and, and he was coming off a 37-point performance at Colorado State, and they have three guys that I believe had scored over 30 points in a game this year, but we were, we were outstanding that night. Um, on our senior night, played with a ton of energy, ton of poise, jumped out, what, 17-0 or 19-0 to start the game, and kind of never look back so either way there, there's some similarities in how they play in that they want to get up and down we got to really guard the ball um, uh, we got to rebound well and then they both teams kind of make it chaotic on defense and so we got to handle the ball and obviously against San Jose we didn't turn it over but we certainly did against New Mexico being made a third team, third team. Um, and, and then I made the defensive team as well can you just talk about his rise I and mean, we talk about Abel Porter Bean came out of nowhere, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it became this defensive menace. You just talk about what it's taken for him to get to where he is now. Well, players, you know, obviously they got to put the time in, and he's got tremendous desire and tremendous. Um, 
he's got this burning um, desire to be a phenomenal basketball player and it's easy to say that a lot of guys say they do but then they, their actions don't back that up and his actions do back that up and puts a lot of time in the gym um, with coaches by himself with uh, uh, student manager, whoever that, whoever he can get to come in and rebound, you know, and sometimes he just comes in on his own. But he's a tough kid. You can't teach. It's hard to teach the toughness he, that he has. I mean, broke his nose this year twice, has his teeth knocked in, doesn't miss a game. Is uh, had ankle issues all year, and obviously that slowed him down for a little stretch. Um, but now he's back, you know, better than ever, and so. Uh, he's very, very coachable. He wants to be coached. He wants to be held account accountable. And so um, he has all those intangibles along with he's a very talented kid. Like he's, you know, you can't dismiss that. His two-footed pop, his quick twitch, I mean, he just gets off the floor so fast, you know, when he goes to get those rebounds and he just explodes. And that's a hard thing to teach, but he busts his tail in the weight room too. And his explosiveness is certainly a lot greater than it was even a year ago or certainly greater than it was two years ago when we got hired so uh, he's the total package that way but the, the exciting part is um, I think he's got a lot of room to grow still and that's what I think is very very exciting for his sake and for all Aggie fans. The, uh, the tournament, you got some new guys coming in this year to be a part of the Mount West Conference tournament. Do you tell them, what do you tell them? as their first experience when everybody's just, you know, upping their game a notch to get a chance to play in the championship? Yeah, I mean, just that everyone, you know, it's always, a, every, it's an exciting time of year. First of all, you can feel it, right? March Madness. Although, you know, a week later, there's a lot of teams that are already done. So I think we're the first tournament, right? So, like, it, it maybe has a little different feeling because of that. Um, but it's, it's kind of like a clean slate for everybody. And I think you see teams that maybe have been struggling sometimes come out and just like, it's almost like a reset and everyone just comes with a different mentality. And um, it's like a freshness where I think everybody plays their best um, because of that, you know? So, so there's that piece of it. And then you have this, the atmosphere and the adrenaline of like, it's like, if you lose, you're done for most teams there. Right, and there's a finality, and it gives you this little extra adrenaline. And then all these guys have, I'd say most of these guys are growing up with the, um, what's the final four, the the one shining moment, and you have that thing, and now everything's back to, like you win, you get hot and win four games in four days or three games in three days, and that's a lifelong dream that can become a reality, and it's right in front of you where what's done is done in the past. And it's a whole new start. And so everyone plays their best. Everybody plays their hardest. Um, sometimes shots don't go in. Sometimes every shot goes in. And, uh, and that's the beauty of this um, tournament, the conference tournament, and then leading into the, the, the big dance. How do you compare your feeling of your team going in this year as to last year? That's a good question. Um, you know, last year was different just from the standpoint we clinched the, a share of the regular season title and we had our bye. So we had some time to rest and to maybe tweak some things a little bit. Um, whereas this year, it's just almost not rushed, but it feels like we just got done playing and now we're, you know what I mean? And you're preparing for all the, these different things. But, you know, um, I, I think we're healthy as we were last year. Certainly, we had won seven in a row going into the tournament last year. Um, whereas this year, coming off a loss, you, you get a little bit more like, you know, um, 
that was a disappointing loss and a tough one. But at the same time, I think we're playing good basketball, and we were playing good basketball last year. Obviously, we're just a little bit of a different team. But, um, you know, San Diego State is playing lights out. There, there's 16, like, well, in New Mexico, too. Like, there, there's a lot of teams that <laughs> can really come out of this thing. And, and I don't know that I felt like that last year. I felt there was probably three or maybe four teams that could win it. Whereas this year, I'm not sure you'd be surprised if almost anybody you know, wins it. And that's crazy to say when San Diego State's playing, you know, they've only lost once all year. I mean, like, it's incredible. So, um, but I do think um, um, it's a wide open tournament and let the best team win. Coaching your second year here, how you enjoyed Cash Valley? And, and if so, why? Well, I love Cash Valley. My family loves Cash Valley. And um, why? The Razor Rides are really fun. Uh, the mountains are great, and the weather is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, it's really the total package. And when I say that on a personal level, as a father of four, and, and my, our 25th anniversary will be coming up in, in about five months. Um, so I've been doing this for a long time and a lot of stops. And the people here, um, the people are incredible, whether you're talking to like my son's high school or, or junior high and I can go out or you're just walking around or you go to a restaurant people are so amazingly friendly and kind especially when you win um, but it really has been it's an amazing place to raise a family um, there's no crime the weather is incredible I love the outdoors and then professionally speaking like it's an incredible place to work our, our athletic department John Hartwell does a great job and um, has helped make our job even better and then just the spirit and atmosphere. I've always wanted to work at a place where basketball like means something to the fans. And and when you put a good product on the floor, they'll show up and support you. And there's always going to be through you know when you're winning, everyone loves you. When you're losing, there's always going to be some like we get that. But but they show up, they support our team. And to have the spectrum and the spectrum magic and have the fan support and the crowd support that we have this year. That means a lot to me on a personal level um, because I know it means so much to our players. And uh, I've worked on both sides of that where you have a really good team and really good people and nobody shows up. And that can be a little frustrating after some time. You know, and I don't expect it to happen, but I know how much it matters and I know how special that is when you do have it. So on a personal level and a professional level, um, absolutely love it here. Can you put into words, did you, uh, really what's happened these two years for Aggie basketball, real quick? I mean, you don't have to go very long or whatever. Yeah. Uh, why are you cutting me off like that, Al? I mean, what am I, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to say? I don't want you to have to You know what? Um, the journey, the, the, there's, hopefully there's a lot more chapters in the book for this season. Obviously, last year's, there's a lot of chapters in that book, and it was a special, special um, book. I hope there's a long way to go. This, this year has been a... Um, a quick year, but also a very long year. Uh, I just felt like this year we've had to deal, we just had to deal with a lot of stuff this year that are, have been out of our control. And, and that happens in sports. And that's, but it's an agonizing thing because you know how good you can be. And we just, I feel like we've had to hit restart a lot this year. But that's part of the deal. And so what it's been, I mean, um, at the end of the day, in terms of the wins and losses, last year we're 28 and 7, this year we're 23 and 8. So whatever that is, uh, is that 51 and 15, um, that's pretty special. We've had some big wins, LSU and, and St. Mary's last year and 
Um, Florida was very, very difficult, and obviously Nevada. And you know, we can go on down the line um, and get to the NCAA tournament, and hopefully, hopefully, we can back that up again. Um, uh, so, be able to, all those wins and losses are great, but to be able to do it with, I think that people that our fan base can be really proud of. Like I know for a fact, last semester we had a 3.11 GPA, which is for sure the highest GPA that Utah State men's basketball has had in the last 10 years. And we don't, I don't know if we have the records to go back farther than that. We probably do. We just haven't researched it that farther back than that. But I think we got, and then I just think there's a lot of guys in our program and almost all of them that our fans can back and be proud of and sign off on, if that makes sense, and represents um, the community of Cache Valley in the state of Utah um, in, a, in a first class fashion. And so it's been exciting, but hopefully the Hopefully there's a, lot of chap there's a lot of chapters in the book that have been written, but hopefully the book is far from complete. Um, Sam and Amy also get all-conference. Yeah. What can you say about their performances this year? So Bean was not all-conference. Well, yeah, he was on all oh, is he? Oh, I, didn't, I, I haven't seen any. Sam's first team, Nimi's second team, oh, okay. and Bean and Kata both made the defensive team. Okay. So, so Sam first. Um, you know what? It's... Um, all three of those guys, you know, Sam obviously is going to go down as one of the greatest players in the history of Utah State and in the history of the Mountain West Conference. Um, over 2,000 points scored. Num you know, number three right now has a chance to be number two all-time leading scorer and is the number two all-time assist guy. And he's a fantastic defensive player and just, you name it, the, super the superlatives never stop um, with him. And I think he's number two all-time in three-pointers made in league play so we can just go on and on but he is a certainly a guy that um, he's a catalyst and uh, he grew up being an Aggie he's always dreamed of being an Aggie and, and he's a dang good one at that uh, Nimi obviously just with his injury I mean all league last year defensive player of the year last year um, that kid's been through a lot this year uh, <clears throat> with with the injury and not knowing and you got to go through all that stuff and that's all well documented it's amazing to see how much better he is right now than he was a month ago and just see his progress and how he's moving and how he's competing and, and the strides that he's made. He's certainly a high impact on both ends of the floor and it's not an accident how much better we had been playing and obviously took a setback the other night and a big part of it's just his health. And then Justin, we had just you know talked about um, working his way into being this level of a player and uh, he's just a tenacious guy and as a coach sometimes you are we going to be ready to practice today? Are we going to be ready to play today? And, uh, and then you look, you come in, and I mean, we just have a lot of high high achievers, and he he's just going to be that guy that's all over the place every single day, and that his tenacity and his energy feeds to the rest of the team. And um, what he did, I averaged a double double this year, which is incredibly hard to do for any player, um, let a guy, let alone a guy that's six six and only a sophomore. Um, and what's exciting about Justin is he's just scratching the surface of how good um, he's going to become.